The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. A major international report today has predicted that it is probable that the world will breach the 1.5 degrees Celsius climate threshold by 2027. We're joined by Dr Chris Mays from the School of Biological Earth and Environmental Sciences at University College Cork. Chris, why is this important? Good to talk to you, Matt. Um, look, the, the reason why this is important right now is because this is uh, the 1.5 degree target was, uh, was an aspirational goal that was put together by the Paris Agreement, which is this uh, sort of a multinational group of scientists, and they all got together and they had to think about what sort of target we should set as a, as a sort of a global temperature increase that we would accept, you know, that would be... Uh, um, that would be avoid, averting the worst outcomes of climate change. And it seems as if over the next five years, it looks like we're going to be probably hitting, uh, at least one of those years will be uh, above 1.5 degrees on average, higher than the sort of baseline. But is that the acceptable level? So then nothing to worry about? Well, that's, that is true. But the main, the main issue is that we, we're sort of heading in the wrong direction here. Uh, the fact is if we have one year or more, Within the next five years, it's going to be above 1.5 degrees. Then there's much more likely that there will be more than that in the next five, in the next five, in the next five, until we've reached uh, much higher uh, temperatures than that. So, it, it's uh, there are some issues with with sort of being a bit complacent about that. Um, in fact, what what I think we should probably take away from this is that the 1.5 is a bit too ambitious. Uh, we probably should be better off preparing for more like a two degree warming over the next. 20 or 30 years, um, this is going to be much more likely, I believe. But what is the likely impact of this 1.5% breach? What's it going to mean to our day-to-day lives? Yeah, it's hard to put an actual figure on it, and every part of the world is a little bit differently, but uh, what I suspect we could look forward to in in some ways is warmer summers, uh, longer summers, drier summers in Ireland. Um, depending on where you are, this, it's a different sort of uh, diagnosis. But in Ireland, that seems to be the case. Now, that sounds pretty good uh, for most of us listening uh, from Ireland. That sounds like a like a nice long summer. It sounds pretty good. But what we're really looking at is uh, an infrastructure that is not ready for that. You know, we're kind of looking at more Mediterranean climates in Ireland, so warmer drier summers leads to uh, uh, drying out of our peats, uh, having to increase our air conditioning, uh, which will increase energy costs, um, more likely to have fires as well during summers because because these uh, areas are so dry. And so basically we're moving into a more Mediterranean-style climate in in Ireland. Uh, Not a great place to have a Mediterranean climate. I'd rather keep it in the Mediterranean, quite frankly. Yeah, but talking of the Mediterranean, we've seen today these extraordinary devastation caused by rainfall in Italy. As much rain in two days as might be expected in a year, mass flooding, and unfortunately at least six people known to have died. But can that weather incident in Italy be linked to climate change and global warming? Yeah, it's a great question. I saw the news. It's pretty, pretty devastating. And those sorts of, those sorts of extreme weather conditions in the Mediterranean are going to be much more common. But just as, just as if we see much more extreme weather conditions in Ireland, we'll have more dry patches, we'll have uh, more heat waves coming through. Uh, this is essentially what we're going to be seeing over the next, uh, umpteen years until basically we do something about turning that uh, climate change around. So the, really the, what we're seeing is going to be more extreme weather conditions, um, uh, more often. And will that mean that there are going to be parts of the world which become 
uninhabitable and that people will migrate because of that to more temperate locations. Yeah, we can see that in uh, in a small way for for people, but uh, we're actually seeing that in animals and plants that are migrating towards the poles because it's cooler. Oh, and there's also what they call the escalator effect, where the plants and animals are moving up altitude because it's colder in higher altitudes. So we can actually see that happening on a, on a sort of natural scale. Uh, and I don't see why people would be any different. We'd probably want to move to a, a more temperate climate if we can uh, to try and keep within sort of more tolerable range. Uh, so there's definitely the risk of that sort of um, climate refugee status for a lot of people in those really warm areas. But does this suggest, Dr Chris Mays, that the speed at which the temperature or the globe is warming up, that the various measures that have been spoken about as required to counteract that simply aren't taking place? Look, it's, you can see that the curve is going down in terms of the CO2 uh, emissions, but uh, by, by that I mean we're still increasing the amount of CO2 in the atmosphere, but it's not decreasing fast enough. So basically what we're seeing is uh, a, an overall increase in carbon dioxide over time, but we're not bringing that curve down fast enough, and that's going to be a, a sort of a long-term problem that we're that the next generations will have to face. So in Ireland, for example, we'll, there are some, some strategies we could take, like preserving our peatlands, keeping them wet, keeping them as carbon sinks, you know, keeping the carbon into these uh, peatlands rather than carbon sources. And that's something that we can, we can take charge of here in Ireland. Thank you very much for being with us, Dr Chris Mays from the School of Biological Arts and Environmental Sciences at UCC. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today FM.